This episode of The Incubator is proudly sponsored by Chiesi. Effect of human milk-based fortification in extremely preterm infants fed exclusively with breast milk, a randomized control trial. First author is Georg Buck Jensen, and it's uh, a study that's coming to us out of Sweden. Now, they conducted uh, the Nordic study on human milk fortification in extremely preterm infants, which basically aimed to look at the effect of human milk nutrient fortifiers on neck, sepsis, and mortality as a composite measure of severe outcome in extremely preterm infants that were fed exclusively with breast milk in a setting where individualized target fortification was used. This is the N Forte trial which was investigator-initiated, prospective, multi-center, randomized, uh, randomized controlled superiority trial. The infants were enrolled from seven level three NICUs in Sweden. And the eligibility criteria were that you had to be 22 to 27 and six weeks of gestation. You had to have survived the first three days. Three days. The home clinic of the infant had the logistic of maintaining the study intervention. In Europe, we do call hospital slash medical centers clinic. So they were not in an outpatient clinic, but this was an inpatient center, obviously. The, they had to be able to continue the intervention until 34 weeks. And they wanted, because it was fortification, they included babies once they had reached about 100 ml per kilo per day of feeds. They excluded babies for all sorts of reasons, GI malformation, chromosomal anomalies, and an interesting one, which was feeding intolerance. And I was like, what the heck do they mean by feeding intolerance? Like, I feel like every baby has feeding intolerance at some point. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how do you not exclude everybody? Does it feel like it's getting worse, not better, <laughs> feeting intolerance? Right. We'll come back to that. But um, I looked back and basically what they meant by that was that um, they were looking at how long it took them to reach full feeds. So if they were really lagging behind and, and, they're expect- and, they, and it ended up not being an issue where um, babies ten- tend were more likely to reach um, um, full feeds with uh, within 10 days of uh, starting enteral feeds. So they were assigned one-to-one to receive either human milk fortifier or bovine uh, milk-based fortifier um, once the feeds had reached 100 ml per kilo per day. Now, what, we, what they did is that they did analyze the breast milk using the Myris uh, analyzer. And so the macronutrients analysis of the mother's own milk were performed weekly and the breast milk analysis uh, of the donor milk as well was performed for each batch that they received. So the primary outcome was a composite of neck stage two to three, culture-proven sepsis and mortality during the study period from the inclusion to discharge no longer than 44 weeks corrected. And I was like, that's a peculiar outcome. I've never really seen, I've seen measures of outcome of mortality, I've seen neck, but neck sepsis or mortality felt a little bit bizarre. And I think if you're reading the literature, you always have to ask yourself, what is the outcome and why did they pick this outcome? Because then it's more difficult to then tease it apart. If you say, no, I'm just going to look at their rates of neck, then you can look at that, but it's not what they were powered for. That's not what they intended to study. So they powered their study for this sort of triple outcome. And interestingly enough, in the discussion, so I'm jumping a little bit here, but they did mention why they picked this. So they said, we chose a composite of neck, culture-proven sepsis, and death as the primary endpoint, the rational being that neck and sepsis share many pathogenic mechanisms, and that the diagnosis of neck and sepsis is often a continuum, and that with previous results indicating a positive effect from the human milk-based fortifier on both neck and sepsis, um, they thought they could put all these things together. Something you mentioned when we were talking earlier about the outcome of neck, that neck, mortality, all these things are related. Um, and 
then they said, obviously, mortality constitutes an intrinsic censoring effect in infants at high risk of developing severe sepsis or neck. Now, their trial did not have the power to study neck as a separate outcome. So you cannot take technically the data from the data from this trial and go counsel families on what is the effect on neck specifically. And the reason for that is because, as we'll see, the incidence of neck is quite low. Um, their neck incidence rate of about 7%. They said that if they wanted to show a reduction of 50% in neck rate with 80% power, they would have needed a sample size of about like 1,200 infants which is obviously huge, and they didn't have that. So they couldn't power for next specifically. So I thought this was sort of like the methodology pause or uh, uh, tidbit of, of the week. So 228 infants were included in this intention to treat analysis trial. No significant difference between uh, the babies and the mothers uh, at baseline. What about the primary outcome? So the composite of neck, sepsis, and mortality did not significantly differ between the two treatment groups. Um, of the 115 infants assigned to human milk-based fortifier, 35% fulfilled the criteria for either neck 2-3, culture-proven sepsis, or death, compared to 34.5% in the infants that were assigned the bovine milk fortifier. This applied both to the primary outcome and when testing for the intrinsic variables of neck 2 culture-proven sepsis and mortality separately. So even though we just said they were not powered for it, when they did look at it, there was no significant difference in any of the individual components. There were no significant um, unadjusted differences in the secondary outcomes, such as mortality, neck, sepsis, moderate to severe BPD, ROP, severe ROP, mortality and morbidity index, the number of days in the ICU, or the postmenstrual weight at discharge. Neither were there any significant differences in the measure of feeding intolerance with an equal median time of 10 days to reach full enteral feeds in both groups. And so in summary, they showed that supplementation with human milk-based fortifiers compared to bovine did not reduce the combined incidence of neck sepsis or mortality in some extremely preterm infants exclusively fed breast milk. Based on this, um, and the previous, um, they say, lack of evidence to together with the economical concerns with human milk-based fortifier, we find uh, no evidence to support the routine use of human milk-based fortifier as a nutritional strategy to prevent neck sepsis or death in extremely preterm infants who are fed their mother's own milk. Mind you here, see how they have to say that they cannot support for prevention of neck sepsis or death. So if you're trying to prevent neck sepsis or death, then maybe you can you can uh, you can use that. But um, it's I think it's a very the Lancet has always very heavy worded conclusions. But take that with a grain of salt. We're here to present to you the information, and you do with that what you wish. Thank you for listening to the Incubator Podcast. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast or the Apple Podcast website. You can find other episodes of the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the podcast app of your choice. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to send us questions, comments, or suggestions to our email address, nikupodcast at gmail.com. You can also message the show on Instagram or Twitter at nikupodcast or through our website, at www.the-incubator.org. This podcast is intended to be purely for entertainment and informational purposes and should not be construed as medical advice. If you have any medical concerns, please see your primary care professional. Thank you.